I wanted to get your views, man, about since we've kind of talked about government and this interconnectedness, I want to ask an innocent question. I don't know if it's really innocent. What do you what do you understand by the word deep state? When you hear someone say that word deep state, do, do you have any connection with that word? Does it mean anything to you at all? Does it exist? Or is it just something that's fabricated altogether? I mean, deep state would be sort of what we just talked about, this whole industrial, industrial like military complex, right? That is hidden behind the lobbying that goes to support, get money for Israel, right? Mm -hmm. That's my definition of a sort of a deep state. Mm -hmm. But some people in, in like conspiracy circles take that to like extreme. And I think that's also by design to kind of throw you off in a way. What, but where where do you, you draw crazy? Where do you draw the line though? Because a lot of the general public doesn't they feel uncomfortable when they hear the word deep state or conspiracy theorists. They already have their minds sort of like, oh well, you're fucking crazy. Like I can't talk to you about something because they've already been programmed to think that that's not something that you really legitimize. You never legitimize people who use that sort of language in the first place. And I've seen it a lot. Um, I've seen more people because I, I do identify with the left, like the real left, not this fake left, this fake social justice left that's always in our faces. But they even not use that language. The right and the left use this language that are basically um, the people who are anti-establishment. They don't agree with any of this, um, these super um, capitalistic endeavors, these super militaristic endeavors that are designed to basically keep the 1% of the world who owns 88% of the resources and the wealth. That's a fact, people. Yeah. Julian, no Julian no Assange says that in his book. Yeah, you know um, what it's called? What's that? NATO. <laughs> yeah <laughs> expand on that i mean we have world economic forum mm -hmm. nato g7 countries nations g7 mm -hmm. but these are also small group of powerful companies corporations and yeah we've corporations that you know, have so much influence that they can, you know, sort of direct the world in a, in a, in a certain direction. Which is part of the deep state, but see, what do you tell people, even just based on these few premises that you've already established that I 100% agree with, and we've talked about these things before, what do you say to people who tell you, why do you have to say it that way? Why do you use the word deep state why don't you choose another word, which is absolutely superficial, in my opinion. So tell them, ch choose another word. What word do you want me to call it? I'm not exactly. Calling it we'll just call it NATO. Or call it World Economic Forum. Mm -hmm. Call it... I mean, I don't, what do you want me to call it? Deep right. state, it just seems fitting. You know? For sure. Right? Mm -hmm. It's something that's hidden behind mm -hmm. something that you see like something that's controlled by something that you don't see a hidden hand 
So, 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 I, so my whole thing to the audience, I tell the people in the audience who are skeptical of these terminologies, don't get caught up in the team game just because people who you don't agree with politically use certain terms and they feel uncomfortable you don't mean that they're wrong about the use of the term. And I think that we get so caught up in that. No, there is an entity or entities that do pull the strings in world governments. Yeah. by design whether and you can talk about again at we had to be careful with the words we use because we are under mass censorship and that's why something i'm going to share later i'm actually i'm not even going to link it i'm just going to say it out in the interview because certain stuff you link now they would take off your links they would um close your channels down they would give you warnings and and basically tags telling you you can't post that anymore which is absolutely crazy to me that anyone would be okay with someone saying that you can't post certain information. So to me, when someone tells me that I can't do something, it almost gives validity to it. And I don't know how you feel about those sort of situations. About the censorship? Yeah. That's going on I mean, now. What, has all, what else, what else spells deep state than all the censorship? Has it, has it, do you feel like it's always been this bad or is it just going to keep getting worse? Uh, I think it hasn't been this bad because we haven't been awake to it. Mm -hmm. Right? Now people are sort of, you know, we call this the waking up to this uh, thing that there is the deep state and they, it's, it's sort of their reaction. They're trying to censor you because if it was nothing, right, then they'll will, they will, they will be able to easily dismiss it and it'll just go away. If it's not true, then it's not going to be able to hold up. Mm -hmm. But the more when you're actively censoring it, you know, and you're like so hard going against, you know, how many things were considered conspiracy theory that, that, that came true in the past three years? A lot of things. Right? Mm -hmm. And they said, oh, it's, it's just a conspiracy and it came true. Like first, uh, let's take for example the uh, the the vaccine passport. Uh huh. That was a conspiracy theory at the beginning of COVID. Mm -hmm. People who said, "Oh, there's gonna have to be vaccine passports," and well, oh, that's a crazy conspiracy theory. That vaccines were going to be uh, mandatory, right? And this is not like a pro or anti-vax exactly. or pro. And it has nothing to do with that, mm -hmm. right? Uh, that they were going to be, they're going to be mandating vaccines that you have to take it in order to be able to travel. And people, oh, that's crazy. And they even came out and said, oh, we'll never make you do this. We'll never, they... we'll do that. And mm -hmm. then six months later, they'll go, everybody's going to, you know, we're going to do that. Fucking crazy, man. Right? In your, they do it in your face. They did. It's almost like they're daring. Let's see if we can get this segment of the population to get on board right. with it. And then we can, change it whenever we want to we can always change our position right conveniently and, and everyone just falls in line and does it right and then they censored everybody who did it and now they that censored him go more and more and more and it wasn't like when the conspiracy was no more a conspiracy they mm -hmm. went back and said oh well, sorry we made a mistake right then mm -hmm. if 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 the media is truly independent they should have the ability to go back and, you know, and retract this shit. After retract this shit and say, hey, we made a mistake and we're going to do better. 
right? But now <laughs> yeah, it's gotten right. worse. They're gonna it's do better. Gotten, but it's only gotten it's only gotten worse. So mm-hmm. it it only tells you that it's it's being controlled, mm-hmm. right? It just gives them even a bigger case that there is a deep state that mm-hmm. that exists. Yeah, man. It's just like um, it's just like you can't even. I noticed that at one point it went to um, you couldn't talk about certain um, what was it that you could you couldn't talk about CV19 like that was off limits completely you talk about that you talk about the VAX you completely off you know if it's not just 100% in line with what um, the idiot Fauci says like that's what I call him but um, Fauci World Economic uh, the World uh, Economic Forum any of them no the World Health Organization. World Health, or yeah, the WHO. If anything that they say, because keep in mind, Bennett, you and I, we're not scientists. We don't know what we're talking about. Only only the one scientist on television, he has all the answers. You know, the guy who fucked up the AIDS crisis, the guy who thought that you could get AIDS from sitting your ass on the toilet seat. This is the same person that we're taking that information from now that's apparently going to resign in two years, I think. I think once the corpse is in office right now, once he yeah. gets out, I think he's going <laughs> to get out too. Good word for it. Oh, um, my bad. I'm so sorry. Well, but I mean, good... most of, most of my audience know I I can't stand fucking Biden. I mean, they know they know that by now. Anyway, by the way, something to make. Do you see what they did to the, uh, you know where Biden fell off his bike? I saw that shit. <laughs> or so they somebody wanted to Google Maps and put a <laughs> thing on it and called it Brandon Falls. I saw- <laughs> yeah, I saw that shit on there. No, but um, going back to this um, deep state um, whole premise, now that um, the audience, whoever's with us still, you know, they're still listening to this. Oh, it's a still. No, I'm for sure. Because you know how it is that like, once people kind of cut themselves off, it's like, fuck, it, I'm not going to listen to them anymore. Or, hey, I'm right and die with them now. <clears throat> so once you guys have absorbed all this in and you've accepted that there is a deep state, what we tried to explain, how does um, the Maxwell Epstein it fall into this? Because I'm just, I'm looking at this. I pretend to be a casual and not know much about it, but I'm trying to put two and two together. Okay. Donald Trump, Ivana Trump, Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, Anthony Blinken, all these people know one person this that mysteriously died. You know, apparently he died. He, um, I don't know if he got killed, committed suicide, or got off. I don't know what happened to Epstein. But we're supposed to believe that all these people have nothing to do with anything. They just happen to know this one guy that's a that's just this evil pedophile trafficking kids and stuff how does all these how do all these people in the government know this one person and then you add the maxwell layer on top of it which i don't know how much you know about her backstory but can you can you kind of like enlighten people into why would you not think that there's something going on between all these different individuals or are we just dumb conspiracy theorists I hold two perspectives. Like I haven't made up my mind exactly okay. with this whole the Jeffrey Epstein story. Mm-hmm. In a sense that whether this whole idea of him being a pedophile, 
for example, mm-hmm. and child trafficking, whether that is a cover for the conspiracy to distract from something else, or it actually it is that it is that one hundred percent. I don't know if that makes any sense. I don't know whether it's the the story of him being a uh, pedophile and child trafficking and, and Clinton traveling to his uh, island to you know have sex with under, underage girls. I'm sure he had sex with prostitutes, whether mm-hmm. they were underage or not, whether there were literally little children mm-hmm. involved or not. I don't I, I don't know if that story is is sort of the distraction I right mm-hmm. um, or it is actually true. I don't know if if it is. I think it's. It was definitely a blackmail operation. Mm, that, okay. That that one thing I know. Okay. Almost convinced that it was tied to intelligence. Okay. Involved just because of uh, because of uh, Maxwell's father. Absolutely, Robert yeah. Maxwell. Robert Maxwell, a, super spy. He was a super spy, and he wasn't just a spy for for the Mossad and Israel. I think he was just a, like a business guy. He just bought and sold intelligence, and he was just a facilitator of stuff, you know, for the intelligence community. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? These people are in our government too right now. That's just like um I was astonished when I found out that um um Blinken's stepdad like was really close to Maxwell, like Robert Maxwell, Ghislaine's dad. Yeah, I mean who do you Sam Pizar? Who do you think uh hired Jeffrey Epstein? What do you mean, Harry? Uh, Bill Barr's father. Yes, yes. Was a like a head of the school. Mm-hmm that hired Jeffrey Epstein to be a, like a teacher mm-hmm. at, the, at, the, at the school that, they were, that he was running. Damn. Right? So what are the chances of, like, <laughs> what are the chances that all these people are, like, somehow connected and it's right in our, our face and yet we can't ask any questions and the media seems not Complete to be blackout. interested at all in covering any of them. Is it was it intelligent connected somehow to intelligence? I think yes. Was it a blackmail operation? Yes. Was it uh, they did they do like fucked up shit? Yes. Was it all hundred percent pedophilia and child trafficking? I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm sure there is. If you really wanted to uh, blackmail somebody, you know, you can take him somewhere. Mm-hmm. Give him some drugs that the guy doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Mm-hmm. Bring a thing and and the, the guy where you know he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. They put him in a situation and where he's compromised. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, that's the blackmail operation. Yeah, but see, you understand what I'm trying to say? I don't. I, no, no, no. I get what you're saying, though, and and the intelligence angle makes complete sense. Like considering what we know about 
you know, the, the Maxwells and the Epstein's like that, that makes a lot of sense. These are Their the connections. most powerful people in the world that these, that these people are bringing, right? So if you want to make policies, if you want to have control and keep people in line, they need to be compromised. That's one of my things. I think at the highest levels of, in anything, in order for you to be able to perpetuate some sort of control, the people who, who get more and more to the top, they have to be compromised in order to keep them in check. Mm -hmm. And they all know that each other is compromised. So not, everybody's in the part of the club, so everybody knows that they're safe. So this sounds like to me that even within the deep state, there's a level to the deep state. That's some people who may be at the top of the pyramid. And then you have the people kind of like the mafia where you have the top person and then you have the people below that person. It's like, it's like the pimp and the hookers, mm -hmm. you know, the hookers are, are compromised a lot of times in a way that they, they're addicted to drugs mm -hmm. and that's how they keep them doing the same thing. You know, in this case would be like a, a blackmail, a photo, a video, or, you know, of something that these people have done. I don't know, man. It's just like the whole thing, the 20 years with Maxwell, which I doubt she has served the 20 years. Like, I don't know if she's going to even survive that long, you know, just with all the, I, I can't imagine. To me, it sounds like a couple of things happen. She has either too much information on these people. There's someone that's even more powerful than she and Epstein were, or that she's already made a deal with the people who have already been implicated. And that's the reason why the media is kind of like not even enticing. It's just like, okay, 20 years, that was shut off, whatever, on to the next thing. Because that's too big of a thing, you know, to, to reveal, I guess, to the public. Like, who would be prepared she to would, get... She would, she would never... I don't think she would ever reveal that. But do you think a deal was already made? About what? Like, basically... Like I'm going to get 20 years because she's obviously connected with the higher ups. I mean, she's dispensable. She's not at the top of the pyramid. She's, she's just not part the of the thing. Right. She's just part of the operation. Now she just needs to be put away. Uh huh. So that not everybody else gets compromised. Right. What? You don't want the system to come down. And like, who was, for example, who was the judge overseeing the Ghislaine Maxwell? Thing? Oh was shit! Yeah. Like, James James Comey's daughter. That is crazy. Or something. Yeah, man. Fucking James right? Comey. Yeah. Right. She was related to like what are the fucking odds? And <laughs> that that you know, like nobody could go into the courtroom, nobody could see this live, but then Johnny Depp and fucking Amber Heard had wall-to-wall -wall coverage. Wall-to-wall -wall coverage. The thing. Like you got you have to start asking questions. Mm -hmm. Like, why are these things happening? Forget about the, the pedophile, like, forget about all the crazy shit they've done. Mm -hmm. One basic question you have to ask is, like, why is one thing who's compared to the is fucking irrelevant is getting all this coverage, while the other thing is nobody has, even, there is no video recording of it. Uh, the, 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 the media is not allowed. And only certain uh, news outlets are allowed to go in to be able to report. 
and there's mm -hmm. like so like the the flow of information is like completely blocked off and the judge who's residing it is somehow james comey's related to james comey who was dealing with all the clinton stuff right whose husband happens to be a visitor of jeffrey epstein's island absolutely crazy you can't make this shit up. You cannot you make, make it, it up. up. You cannot right. make it up. And if, you're, and if you and if you're ignoring it or it's not in part of your, it's not in your radar, then to even question, then you should you you need to evaluate your mental faculties and and the that what you're being exposed to and the things that you consume. Good afternoon, beautiful people. I'm keeping all my content free of charge so there's complete transparency so everyone can get the benefit of all the information. This is a completely independent podcast, but any monetary support is greatly appreciated. Click the support this podcast link at the end of the episode description for more details. Now back to the show. It just doesn't make any sense mm -hmm. that, that it's just not being, that it's not being covered. And so I, I believe what's happening now too is so, so when the quote unquote, the justice system doesn't execute what it's supposed to do, who becomes the new jury, the public does. And so I think that there's resistance against the public who doesn't buy the shit. That's the official narrative. And so if, if we can't get justice the right way, we have to kind of create our own poetic justice, but people don't like that even when you don't agree with that. It's like, okay, whatever. They're going to get off the hook anyway because they're too powerful. But that don't mean I have to follow your line of thought about the rest of that shit. So yeah. why come I can't be my free thinking self and be, you know, and have my wall up against that person, you know? Because it, to, to me, it's like you're saying I should accept it. I should accept the status quo anyway. We should not be allowed to say that that's the bar. Like, is that what is that what the justice system is now? Or are we just going to accept the fact that the rich and the powerful are always going to get off the hook? Is that going to be the case forever? Or are we going to actually start to go for these people? Like, and and how do we even get the tools to go for these people if the whole system is already compromised? Right. I mean, I think this i was i wanted to have this conversation towards the end of like the later hour oh okay <laughs> this podcast but we we can touch on it and we can go back because then we'll go into like sort of like the spiritual realm stuff okay uh i think i think that the whole system part of the reason why we're experiencing all of it because the system is just falling apart it's just not able to sustain itself because it just doesn't work anymore, mm -hmm. and it's it's comprom it, 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 the the people who are involved in it, you know, even the deep state, in a sense, the the people who are towards the top of this whatever pyramid it is, are are dying. Like mm -hmm. they look at look at uh, yeah. I'm not I'm not what I'm saying. Like for example, Nancy Pelosi is at the head of this pyramid. She's like. <laughs> somewhere like way down but she's on her she's got one foot in the grave 
Biden's got one foot in the grave. <laughs> Mitch McConnell's got one foot in the grave. Uh, Maxine Waters got one foot in the grave. Diane oh, yeah. Feinstein got oh, one yeah. foot in the fucking grave. <laughs> Bernie oh, yeah. got one foot in the grave. <laughs> right? The whole Queen Elizabeth got one fucking foot in the grave. <laughs> uh, George Soros got one foot in the Good grave. God, I cannot believe he's still uh, alive. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Uh, like, who's that? Like the 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 Schwab, the Charles Schwab, not Charles Schwab, uh, from the World Economic Forum. Klaus. Klaus Schwab. You know, these guys are like old, mm-hmm. right? Henry Kissinger. That's what I was Kissinger. About. Yep, him. He's yep. he's got one foot in the grave, right? Mm-hmm. All these people who've been involved in all these things for so long, you know. I don't think their replacements are necessarily as capable as they have been. One, because mm. they've simply just haven't been there long enough. Good right? Point. Because these people are like so old, have been in control for so long, right? Mm-hmm. That the system is, is about to, to, to change. That's what I I like that. I like the way you put that. I'm not. I'm not necessarily saying this as fact, but no, I like the way you put that. Though I love. I love that logical man. That sounds very logical. That the replacements are not going to be as competent as they were. Because because they're they're too they're too late. They're not going to be able to like they don't have enough experience. They haven't been there long enough to be able to Mm -hmm. really try to control. And you see, they're trying to control it. Mm-hmm. They're trying to do all these things, but I just don't. I just don't think they're going to be able. They're they able to do it, and they're just trying harder and harder. And everything that we're experiencing is going to uh, sort of lead into this, like we call it, an explosion or a collapse mm-hmm. or whatever. That it's going to be horrible and great at the same time you remember i remember this too right in the beginning of COVID, we're talking about these uh what's happening in the world and i said we're all in the process of dying we're all gonna die uh sort of and resurrect like we're gonna mm-hmm. not literally die but we're the, the system is dying in a new thing it will have to take take its place mm-hmm in a way, and I, the system is dying. Mm, right? okay. None of these things that we're doing are working out for any of us. If no, we it's take not. this system that we have for our kids' generation, they're going to be doomed. Yeah. In a way. So let's go back to reality and then we'll go back to. No, no, no. Oh, I, I like the way you said that. No. Um, so. So you say you wanted to um, kind of invoke the, the, the spiritual element into this because I know I do a lot of um, exploring. And like I said, I'm a, I'm a true free thinker. Like my whole thing is this, like I've been an atheist since I was 23 years old, but I've always been attracted to different cosmovisions and different belief systems and different spiritual systems. And so um, to me, like I said, that's where I cut it off. I'm very clear cut. Okay, I'm an atheist, but I can coexist with anybody, anything, and live my life. I'm not going to let that just absorb my, my daily 
existence. Like I know how to talk to people. I know how to communicate with other people. And I like to learn from other people. And I do love other people. So that's my whole idea is just an individual thing, but it's not meant to condemn anybody else or any other system. What do you mean by define atheist? What do you mean you're an atheist? You don't believe in God? Yeah, that's all. Yeah, yeah. That that's why I put it. I just don't believe in God. You know, whatever this idea of God has been, you know, put into us, you know, over the years, the way you know I was raised or whatever, organized religion. I I don't I don't believe that there's some person, you know, definitely not the fact that it's defined by a man, woman, and stuff. To me, this sounds like a reflection of the human beings that created this imagination to begin with. And so I, I don't believe in a deity as far as like this all-encompassing thing that's running the world. And, and, and I, I don't personally, but um, I, I, I understand why people do, because I, I was that person at one point. Like I said, it was up until the age of 23 that I even came to that conclusion for myself. And I'm okay with that decision, you know? Um, I, I, I get people in the spiritual realm, for sure. I get that. And that's why I wanted you to also enlighten the people as well, because you you seem to suggest that the spiritual world helps us understand how these governments work. They help us understand how um, a lot of these systems work in the first place, you know, based on um, the belief systems themselves, based on numerologies. That's something that I don't know a lot about, but I'm starting to learn about. Um, is, is that something that you necessarily subscribe I to? I, not the way you describe it. Before we, we go into this, let's finish our conversation from like before and we'll, we'll get into this. I want to talk to you about, well, I want to, I want to talk about God and like what the definition and things like that. But let's finish our, our what we're talking about uh, before. Which is what? Which, <laughs> which was the, well, I think we're, we're going to be going through a lot of changes, mm-hmm. you know, with the, with, with, or, or we're talking about deep state and whether it exists. And, and I think that the, this whole political situation the thing that we have going on is, is the system is, is just fault it's, it's failing mm-hmm. it's not serving anybody and and there is going to be a lot of changes that we're all going to experience that we're gonna uh, they're gonna be hard. i mean what do you experience like with inflation and money and just society this is our Society's changing. Oh my God, look at how much it's changed in the past three years. The deterioration really? in mental health. Yeah, all of that. There's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of that is happening, and it's need to start really just giving up on just this one perspective. That there are that you have to seek multiple perspectives. The same thing, like just like we talked about abortion. We looked at it from two different. Mm-hmm. ways right uh that we we talked about israel you had your perspective and i gave mine and they, they, they can both be true mm-hmm. right but at the same time you have to make sure that you're not being played so right. i think we all sort of with with everything that's happening and everything we've, we've been told our number one thing is to question everything to 100%. ask questions to to seek a different perspective and have a have a dialogue not a 
not a fight back and forth between CNN bullet points and Fox bullet points mm-hmm. to hear each other. Because I think most, for the most part, if you stop taking the extremes, right, and really talk about the things that people want in everyday life, we have a lot more in common, but we're just being sort of divided. Mm-hmm. Happens generally every few thousand years in the human civilization. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna keep that in mind, and, and I think we're gonna need each other's. We're gonna need each other more than ever, as we're going through whatever it is that we're gonna be going through. What is a economic collapse or famine or world war or mm. whatever that that we need to let go of this sort of hate, and people need to start coming together. I love and that helping each other out rather than just constantly fighting because it's not gonna serve anybody and we're all sort of fighting we're fighting each other we're fighting somebody else's war not even somebody else's war it's just one they're they're pitting us against uh, we're being divided in order to fight each other in order to keep a system that's in falling place. apart mm-hmm. and there we're we're really we're just at this like this theme is it's just it's about to just it break. is. It's about to and break. The more and the more we we are divided, the consequences of when this thing falls apart, more of a catastrophe mm-hmm. than just letting the system kind of die instead of it exploding. A hundred percent. That makes any sense. It makes a hundred percent. from a philosophical standpoint, a hands-on approach. I think they made since at least for me it did it made total sense all right so now you want to go into which direction you want to go to no i just um i was curious about man i don't know a lot about this stuff but i I read a lot you know i do a lot of internet diving i know that gematria is a thing not 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 more so than ever it seems like they i've seen people applied to sports and religion and and government and commerce all these different avenues look do, do, do you actually know a lot about gematria gematria is just a study of numbers mm-hmm. and whether the numbers have any meanings and like me trying to explain this and talk, it's gonna sound crazy mm-hmm. because like i'm gonna have to like try to cram 10 years of stuff into right you know a couple of sentences but yeah yeah gematria is just all it is is a it's a do, does do I think gematria has meaning absolutely mm-hmm. uh, where is it most uh, does it gematria in sports I I don't know I don't know if it's that if it's anything like that but I think the base like the when it comes to uh, Hebrew. Mm-hmm. I think the the composition of the words and the way it's designed, it is it is a system that holds a lot of wisdom and knowledge, a lot of advanced knowledge mm-hmm. that we have forgotten, or that we we need to understand. So going back to God, for example, like mm-hmm. let's let's go back to God, and I think it's gonna we're, we're gonna come will lead into this so you don't believe in god mm-hmm. correct right? is that fair to say mm-hmm. 
but what is so what is your definition of god or at least the god that you were told the god that i was told was um this all-encompassing being that was a man very much defined at least um the churches i've gone to the people i've talked to defined as a man apparently you know created us i mean that that's the story i got anyway and um and then you have all this doctrine just like organized religion in general has everyone has their own book that they use you know to sort of accompany their um their belief system and um i just it, it, it never made sense to me, I guess, when I started going to college and it wasn't even the college experience itself. I was just at a crossroads in my life. I had, um, I was still discovering myself when I was 16, 17, 18 years old. But um, I had those same <clears throat> beliefs for a while, even when I was very much a practicing um, Christian. For a while, I was Catholic. For a while, I was Baptist. I grew up Baptist. But my parents now, I mean, no one in my family is really religious, like not even my grandmother. I mean, she is, but I mean, it's, it's pretty tamed, I guess, compared to the people in her generation. I mean, she's almost 85 years old. So um, considering how she is, her beliefs are relatively tame, I guess, compared to people in her age group. And my parents, especially my parents are definitely not um, the most religious people. They're probably more spiritual than anything. Um, and they just never pushed it down on us a lot. It's kind of like once I turned 12 or 13, they were like, Kiko, you just discovered the world for yourself. That's kind of how it was. And I've been that person ever since I've just discovered the world for myself. And they've sort of just bred whatever they did into me. But it's like, at the end of the day, I'm not, I know I'm not going to be able to convince you of anything because you're going to live your life and you're going to have your own experiences that are distinct from ours, you know, and that's, crossing generations um time space everything and i just i've always i've, I've kind of just gone with that but i've always been intrigued at the same time i'm still intrigued by organized religion i'm still intrigued by um different spiritual systems around the world not just you know here domestically and so that's, that's kind of how i am i mean i love people I naturally love people because I love languages, different cultures. So naturally, I'm going to like different systems as well, spiritual systems included. So what if it's not a, like, at this point, it's been like 10 years, maybe even longer. My understanding of the Bible, at least the Old Testament, mm -hmm. I believe in the Old Testament more than ever before. Okay. However, I think it's been misinterpreted okay so uh i think everything that's in the old testament is true there is a hidden layer beneath the old testament that's hidden that our interpretation of religion and all of these things that were taught is wrong not the book mm, i see what you're saying if that makes any sense just because you're you misinterpreted yeah, but... it in something and you've perpetuated for a thousand years mm -hmm. right it doesn't make the book wrong it makes you or the person who made their interpretation wrong 
You know what I mean? I get what you're saying. I just, but yeah, but then again, you had different versions of the book that you're referring to. Um, no, there's only one version of it. And which one? And which one is that? I'm talking about the Old Testament. The Old Testament. Okay, I got you. Not yeah. the James Bible version. The mm-hmm. the King James version. I'm talking about the original. It's called the Masoretic text. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, if you're if you're really interested, you should look up this guy. His name is uh, Stan Tennant. What's his name? Stan Tennant. Uh huh. S T A N T E N A N. Okay. This guy was an engineer. Uh, he's in like his 80s right now, but he discovered these things in the in the Old Testament mm-hmm. that refers. I I believe this based on not just what it says in the text, or just because I'm Jewish. But also certain experiences I've, I've had, and all these like ancient uh, texts and information that we've we've had, you know, going back thousands of years. And uh, I think the organized. I think we're at a point where we have to revisit all of these uh, ideas that we've we've had with regards to God, with regards to religion with regards to uh like traditions mm-hmm. i think they, they've served their purpose in a sense that it's carried the information from thousands of years ago to now mm-hmm. where we are now have the we're advanced enough we're we're conscious enough we have the enough knowledge to be able to rediscover the information mm-hmm. right to be able to help us to get through the this next phase of uh our human evolution and mm-hmm. that has to do with you know us going into the age of ai and we didn't really get to talk about ai which we can get into uh but the purpose, I think, that the it, as as much as it's sort of deviated us from where where we're supposed to be, sort of sort of divided us or things like that, it has at least in terms of Judaism. I'm speaking specifically Judaism. It's it's preserved that knowledge, the book, the information since 5,000 years ago mm-hmm. or whatever it was put into text it's helped us carry it through time for where we are today to be able to rediscover it to go into our next evolution because I think there was a time where there was a, there was a human civilization or a time where there was a civilization that was more advanced and more spiritual and more conscious and connected that we are today, that something happened, mm. that it all changed and the human civilization restarted. And okay. we are today. Because you have the, the story of floods and all the major religions and the Buddhist religions is the, is the Noah's flood. 
mm-hmm. right? That sort of wiped out the whole world. And it was restarted mm-hmm. again after that. And, it, and I, I think there is, there is something there that we're not aware of, whether it's hidden or it's been hidden or sort of understanding that I have. And it's, it's, it's not easy to put into words. Given with everything that's happening, I think we're, we're in a time in human history that is, there's a lot of changes that are about to take place and it's gonna be up to us how we are going to move forward. Mm-hmm. We either can go. That's but see me listening because you 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 told me to listen to um, Terrence McKenna, and um, I listened to about seven or eight different talks that he gave. Did you listen guess... to the one where he's uh, doing the interview in the jungle, talking about time and the end of time? No, I the didn't. Incidental I... object at the end of time, the eschaton. No, I didn't watch it. I saw it on there, but I never clicked on it. Um. But but just so the audience isn't confused, I don't think a lot of people even know who he. I didn't even know who he was until you brought him up. But wasn't he like an ethnobotanist, um, known for, I guess, the use of um, DMT and other oh, psychedelia sure. for, um, I guess, as a way to sort of enlighten people. I don't know how you would describe it. Like, how would you describe it to someone? I mean, he never- was a professor at uh, USC. Okay. And then I think it was, I don't know if it was in anthropology, but he was like a physicist. He mm-hmm. was like a philosopher, physicist, mathematician, anthropologist. It was like a very well uh, rounded sort of thinker. It was a free thinker mm-hmm. that was doing psychedelics and drugs and he studied ancient civilizations and or yeah or in ancient religions and shamanism and mm-hmm. we discovered that there was a lot of relationship between these ancient religions or the religions the the religious text and the religious teaching the ancient religious teaching mm-hmm. and and are the how we're now discovered like the like nature works and science and biology and physics that they uh they they had all this information that will somehow became disconnected from Mm -hmm. that in order for us to to sort of advance as a human being or as a civilization we need to bring this back together Mm -hmm. we need to fuse ancient teaching and knowledge and spirituality with our understanding of nature and okay the world and science and physics and chemistry and biology mm-hmm. that they're not separate from each other right but and we always told that they are separate completely separate right they're separate and we're also we're we breaking things up into like hyper specialization mm-hmm. right that you, you have to like break these things down from into smaller and smaller and smaller sections and study them and we miss the, the whole bigger picture mm-hmm. right you know it's just, uh, the, like that uh, story of you know five blind men mm-hmm. uh, you know they go and they approach an elephant one's holding his ear and the one's holding a tail and the other one's holding his you know trunk 
and they're all holding an elephant, but they're all talking about different things mm-hmm. because they don't see it from each other's perspective. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's where we are. Is we're so hyper specialized that we we miss the the, the connect how the the big picture, like how things are connected mm-hmm. together. So we say, okay, this thing it does this thing, right? And this is the key. But then you don't know if you turn this key on, something might pop on the other end mm-hmm. that we're totally you know ignore. But to me, that's what knowledge is. To me, it's, it's less a question of science, religion, spirituality. To me, it's a question of knowledge and how you expand your mind as a whole. Because I, I don't think, I'm, I'm just saying, using the human brain just as, a, as, a, an, as an example, feel like, I, I don't feel like that there's necessarily a need for everything that we just mentioned. If you just take the brain as a whole, how much you can learn just based on the different parts of the brain. I just, I, I just think that when people um, get so, some sort of information, they can process it to whatever need they have for that, for their particular aspect in their life at that moment. And if they have another piece, they can apply it accordingly. It's up to the individual to accept it and to bring the benefit in for that person. And I feel like that's what I do without necessarily, without necessarily agreeing that, hey, this is the point where it started or this is the middle where it started or this is the end where it started. I still think you can do that without spirituality, politics, anything, you know, science, any of that stuff. I mean, even the part where McKenna was talking about mathematics and science, he seems to make a distinction between math and science. So based on what you were saying earlier, how would that even work with the science? The math and science, it's a different way of observing mm-hmm. the whole system, right? So you need to be able to, like we talked, you need to you need to look at this thing from all these different perspectives mm-hmm. in order to get a whole view. Of, right. Because each one, like math, math, math is, is a shadow of the whole. Mm-hmm. Science is the shadow. The religious is the shadow. It's like you have this one object casting a shadow in different directions, right? Mm-hmm. And so, have you seen this? Uh, there's a good example of it. It's like a, it's a, it's a tube that's casting a shadow on a wall. On one wall is a square. On the other wall is a circle. Mm-hmm. And from a different perspective, you see like a, a tube. Right. Mm-hmm. So a person looking at the square saying it's a square. The person looking at the circle saying it's not a square; it's a circle. Well, mm-hmm. which one is it? It's right. a circle and a square. It's both. It's both. So mm-hmm. you need so all of these things: the religion, science, mathematics, physics, biology. These are just a a, a, a shadow of the real thing and that's why i think we need to bring it all together we need to I, it all I, needs to be fused okay. together in order for us to understand mm-hmm. better but the problem is we've all been separated mm-hmm. right everything is about being separate you go in this direction and and hyper specialization and it's just it's I mean it's the same idea like we're we're all divided so we can't understand what the hell is going on 
Mm -hmm. right? It's the same idea. We've been sort of separated in different directions where we all need to look at this holistic. We need to come together. I it's like all yeah. coming together in order to be able to understand mm -hmm. what is uh, what is happening. I, I, I feel you going on. I feel you on that um, aspect of it. If you explain it, if that's the approach, like I, I'm, I can get on board with that. I can for sure. It's like it's like say, we're, it's like competition versus cooperation, right? Mm -hmm. So in order for us to the left and the right, in order for us to really know what to understand what's going on or to resolve anything, we have to cooperate. We have to come together. We have to exchange our perspectives mm -hmm. right and most of the time we see we all want the same thing right yeah, we're just, for we're sure just being divided a hundred percent yeah and once we come together we can see oh look it's not us it's these guys mm -hmm. who want us not to not understand and going back to you know this gematria and numbers and, and it's it's going to be difficult for us to really go into details because it's it's going to be you need to have certain orientation, mm -hmm. you know, to be able to orientation. It'll all be, it'll sound like nonsense. Is there know? some sort of a is there like a book or anything you would recommend? Because it's not a book. It's it's just a, it's really just list. It's not one book or one thing. It, it's just like gathering all these things together so i give you i give you one example they talk like 911 right oh they talk yeah about yeah nine, no not not the like what happened in 911 no right? i know no. what you're talking about you're talking the, about 911 number 911 mm -hmm. yep right uh, you know obviously we've had like there are a lot of events that are that happen on 911 mm -hmm. you know we have the 911 terrorist we had uh, didn't say like Jesus was born on nine eleven. There was a mm -hmm. thing about uh, resurrect. You know, Jesus being born on nine eleven. There is, you know, our our uh, emergency number. The telephone we use is is nine eleven. Mm -hmm. What is it about nine eleven? We use nine eleven as a, as an emergency number, mm -hmm. right? Now let's deconstruct that word emergency what is emergency right and they say oh 911 new world order like george w bush said the world the new world order on 911 on this other day in 911 mm -hmm. so uh so let's talk 911 you call 911 when there's an emergency right what mm -hmm. is an emergency just say that emergency, emergence, mm -hmm. emergency. It's it's when something goes from there was an order into something, mm -hmm. an accident happened, and now it there builds is a up. change in order. Mm -hmm. No, there is a change in order. You're driving, and all your life is going great. You have an emergency. You have an accident, mm -hmm. and the order of your life changes, and emer there emerges another order. Gotcha, gotcha. Right. Mm -hmm. So nine eleven has an, an emergence means emergence of a new order. Mm -hmm. So when they say new world order on nine eleven, it's a it's a, a 
emergence of, they're talking about emer- bringing out or starting a new order of things, mm-hmm. right? It's not necessarily that ni- the, the number 9-11 means a disaster or, a, or an accident or a terrorist attack. Right. I think it simply means a new order of things. Mm-hmm. Now, why do I even bring it up? It has to be because I, I found something and it, has, and it goes into Hebrew. And the, the, the gematria for, so in, in Judaism, on, on, the, on the month of Tishrei, which is like the first month of the year, on Tishrei Aleph, we celebrate the creation okay uh, which is the new order of you know when you create something it's a new it's a creation it's a creation of a new thing of life it's a new order of something when a life is born and the gematria for tishrei aleph is 9 11. oh wow where we i i know this makes no sense to anybody who's probably watching this right now <laughs> but uh yeah let me let me look at it i'm gonna write you a definition I, i'm going to um i'm going to i'm going to tag a book a series of books not just about gematria or anything like that but there's a book that i think people have to read to sort of understand it more there's one that i'm reading now it's called number games 9 11 to coronavirus um I, I, I have a scribe subscription, so I get a lot of these books at a very low discount because I've been a member of scribe for over 10 years. And so um, I've, I've read a lot on there, but number games, 9-11 to coronavirus. Zachary Hubbard is the author. Um, I follow his channel on YouTube and he, he codifies everything, connects all these different things together. Um, and so that's, that's kind of what I was getting at when I was asking Ben the question about, you know, how does this stuff connect to, you know, different realms of sports and religion, spirituality, economy, governments. And this guy has formulated all these different constructions of events just based on Gematria, you know, and it's very convincing. Like the stuff he says, it's like, you can't dispute when that event happened, when it took place. And then he puts it in, you know, all the codes and stuff. And, you know, I'm reading it. I'm entertained by it at the very least. I don't have to believe everything, but I'm coming in with an open mind just reading the book. Kind of like the stuff you're telling me. I'm just coming in with an open mind. I'm not going to say no, no, no. I'm just listening. And to me, it's just that much more knowledge I have than I didn't have yesterday. <laughs>